0: Today is Cyber Monday. It's a great time to get good deals online and keep on shopping for the holidays. And this year, like last year, Cyber Monday sales are likely going to be bigger than they were on the other big day of the post-Thanksgiving rush, Black Friday. This is all part of a trend accelerated by the pandemic, the death of in-person retail shopping. That's stuff you do on Black Friday. Jason Delray, Recode's retail correspondent, is here to talk about it. Hey, Jason. How you doing, Teddy? So bring me back to before the pandemic. What was happening to the mall, the department store, even before any of us knew about COVID?
1: Department stores were really, really struggling. This is not a new thing uh, in so much as it's been a slow contraction of the department store sector that's definitely gone on for the last decade and probably some signs of it even before that you know the department stores and the malls their fate is somewhat intertwined um department stores are often what's called the anchor tenants that sit on the outside of the malls and are charged with sort of attracting the foot traffic that then you know proceeds into the rest of the mall malls in a lot of parts of this country um have also been struggling um with the exception of you know some of the big premium malls mm-hmm. that have sort of top tier brands that attract the one or 5% of the U.S. population that has a lot of disposable income, like those largely have done okay. But outside of that, been basically a disastrous, you know, last five to 10 years, even before the pandemic.
0: Tell me like what happens to the retail industry over the last couple of months?
1: Yeah, the The short answer is that unless you're sort of an essential retail business, you were screwed. You were screwed because you're a department store that mainly sells fashion and accessories and maybe jewelry when no one was buying fashion and accessories and jewelry. You were also screwed because in a lot of sort of big metro areas, malls were forced to close completely. And so what you saw was some department store chains were already sort of on the edge and or had filed bankruptcy in the last year or two, Mm -hmm. but others who were on that edge were crushed by this uh, pandemic. And so, I think in the last two years alone, when it comes to department stores, um, both pre and post-pandemic, you have all these department store chains that have filed for bankruptcy. You have Sears, you have JCPenney, Um, more recently, you you have Lord & Taylor, uh, the oldest department store in the US, that also went under.
0: I wonder what that means for all the people who work at these malls, who work at these department stores. Do we know how many people have been laid off because of, maybe not just department stores specifically, but just the broader fact that people wanna shop online now?
1: Yeah, I I don't have a hard number. What I will say is a ton of these retailers, both ones that went under and, and ones that are still surviving in some way, they announced combinations of massive sort of furloughs. And layoffs that, you know, numbered in the hundreds of thousands. And so even pre-pandemic, what you've seen over the last few years, especially in the department store industry, is that as these chains contract, a lot of these employees are moving, you know, for better or worse, into other parts of retail that maybe have become more popular. So yes, we think of Amazon and e-commerce. Right, right. But also you have what are called sort of like discount or off-price retailers Um, TJ Maxx, uh, dollar stores that post-Great Recession have become more and more popular, but maybe don't provide the sales commissions that sort of the department store jobs once offered and probably don't match even the initial base pay that these jobs did. So there's an impact.
0: So the stores close, they lay people off, any other kind of damage that's done to society just by the fall of the department store?
1: It's a bit of a nuanced topic in that a lot of what's happened here is normal business evolution driven by consumer behavior shift, right? And so, yes, like you can go department store chain by chain and identify things they've done wrong, but some of it is just inevitable. Uh That said, When a department store or a couple of department stores go under, they often have the impact of taking that mall with them. When a mall in sort of a smaller mid-sized U.S. community goes under, that is a big impact.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, these could be institutions for generations too, right? People who's, you know, if a mall's been there for 60 years, you could have three or four generations of people in a family
1: who've gone there. That's right. And so what what you've seen is, you know, I, I've I've been doing some reporting on this right now for a big story. You know, you've seen sort of smart communities or just communities that are forced to get creative about thinking about redeveloping these properties even before they close up shop. So I was talking to a city planner in Madison, Wisconsin. For two years now, they've been thinking about what to do about these two malls in town that are still open but have been declining. And earlier this month, the property owner of those two malls files for bankruptcy. Now that that owner says they will continue to run these malls, but you know, th- this city of Madison is already in the process of looking around the country at what other people have done to rehabilitate the properties around the mall. Bring in more housing, different types of employers, whether or not this mall survives. Um, it's a complex type of project that I'm told can take two decades to reach completion, but you're seeing more and more communities be forced to think about not only what to do about the employment but what to do with this like you know massive property that are sort of centerpieces of their cities and communities.
0: Okay, so the last thing is there anything like absolutely? anything that these retail stores or mall owners can do to compete with Amazon? Or is it like totally beyond repair? And at the end of the day, vaccine or no vaccine, we just ain't
1: going back to the mall. I think there are certain sort of premium, really nice malls that will rebound because there are still, you know, not a ton, but there are still some categories of products that are better to buy in person for sort of, you know, some some significant portion of the population. And so maybe that's luxury fashion. Maybe it's just like you want to get out of the house with your kids and the mall not only has, you know, yes, some retail shopping, but like this crazy new mall near me has, um, you know, an indoor water park and ski slope and uh, mini golf. So it's more of an experience. Right. And, you know, I think those sort of combination of sort of premium brands with maybe some experience could allow certain malls to thrive again. But when it comes to sort of the anchor tenants, department stores, they are toast, On that optimistic note, uh, Jason DelWright,
0: senior correspondent here at Recode, you can read more of his work about the death of the mall at Recode.net. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Teddy.